0: too massive, but uh, Steph and I sat down together and had a talk about it, and it's actually, uh, oh thanks for recording it twice, it's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Steph and I sat down and spoke about it, it's, it's actually like really spectacular, these, these four verses together, and God is really shining through in every single moment of it, and it was yeah. It was just really incredible to sit down with Steph and talk about it and pray about it. So uh, we'll we'll pray now, uh, and then we can uh, we can get into this. So uh, Father, we just thank you so much for the work of your Spirit here. Let me just pray that as I uh, as I stand here this morning, Lord, that, that your words will be spoken, that there'll be nothing of myself, Lord, that you'll completely get rid of Ned out of this. And they'll just be your spirit at work in our hearts, helping us to understand uh, what's in front of us here today, Lord. And we just give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, now, we obviously look—we want to look back to what Rob was talking about last week with uh, just giving context there, where we're currently sitting in this point of uh, the in-between, where creation and people, and we'll talk about this in a second, but creation and people are subject to frustration and Persecution and whatnot, and we're all actually groaning together, waiting for the birth of the new world when Christ will return. That is where we're currently sitting at, leading into these verses right now. So, we—I kind of want to go verse by verse for most of this and really pull it apart. So, we'll start with verse twenty-six. If you want to follow along, I'm reading from NIV. By the way, that's all the printings I've got here. So. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Now, it kind of took, took me a little bit for when Steph and I were talking about it, we were like, well, what does it mean when it's talking about the Spirit helping us in our weakness? What exactly is making us weak here in this situation? Uh, but... It's because we're still living with sin. We actually still have the flesh with us while we're here in this sinful world. We aren't yet fully sanctified, fully made holy while we're here in this world. But keep in mind, we have been fully justified through Christ. So don't, don't, let, don't let me twist this here. My words often get me muddled up. So we're not yet fully sanctified, not yet fully made holy, but we have been justified from our sin. So we are being made holy. But it's obvious that while we're going through this time that we are weak. While we are still struggling with sin in us, we are still weak. So if you're still sitting there asking yourself like we were yesterday, so why, why is the Spirit having to intercede for us all the time? Like why, why is our prayer not enough? We don't know what the will of God is. I've, I've often tried to figure it out myself so that I can, you know, do the hard yards and do all the shoveling. I'm lazy, though. <laughs> like, I, uh, I don't know the will of God. And I feel like even if I did, I wouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? Like, but the Spirit, being God, is able to speak on our behalf and give understanding back to us. We in our, well, I say this for myself, don't, I'm not trying to shut you down, but if, it, if this is you, you'll understand. We in our small-minded ways don't understand the big picture of what God has going on. We understand, this is what Ned's got going on today. Half the time I don't understand what's going on six hours from now. Like, but it's all just like, yeah, I'm fixated on this, but God has so much more going on with so many other people. So we just can't possibly understand it. So the Spirit opens our eyes and He brings us a deeper understanding and brings us into a deeper relationship with God. And this deep relationship actually helps to soften us towards God's teaching and towards God's good plan for us, even if it doesn't seem all that good at the time, if you know what I mean. We go on to verse 27. And he who searches our hearts... Knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. In the same way that the Spirit works to reveal God's will to us, He also shows us completely that God is good. Uh, one of my most memorable sayings, and one that I really love to just say to myself, is the, uh God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. For us, sometimes this is revealed in like, the craziest and most ridiculous ways. Uh, I I often get brought back to a story that I heard at one of my first youth groups I ever went to. This bloke was talking to us. Some of you may know him, but I won't mention his name for his privacy. But this bloke was telling us about a car crash he had. Pretty horrific car crash. And he got put in hospital and he was there for a couple of days and he was starting to get a bit sick of it, getting a bit antsy. And he's like, I just want to go. Like, I'm asking the doctors, what's wrong with me? Like, can you tell me something's wrong with me or can I go? I want to go. The doctors said, oh, we're just doing a few more scans. So just, just wait there, sit tight. Then he prayed in that moment and said, God, can you please reveal why I'm here or let the doctors release me from the hospital because I feel fine. The doctor came back in later and said, hey, mate, you've got cancer. Uh... Lucky for you, we it was if it wasn't for that crash, we wouldn't have actually found that. So it's early enough now that we can remove it. And in that moment the Holy Spirit moved in this guy in such a way that he went, Oh, thank you so much. That's so good to hear. You just go, What the heck? <laughs> like that's absolutely bonkers. But you think about that moment in Acts when the Holy Spirit was finally given to the apostles. And all of a sudden, the onlookers were like, go inside. You guys are drunk. <laughs> you guys are off your heads. This is nuts. And Peter went, no, they're, they're, not, they're not drunk. They're, they're filled with the Spirit of God. And that's what it is. To other people, it seems absolutely nuts. The doctors had no idea how to respond to this guy going, thanks so much. That's such good news. But that's the power of the Holy Spirit working in people. I'm not trying to glorify the bloke. That's, um, I solely want this focus to be on the work of the Spirit through the children of God. That is absolutely spectacular. The Spirit can bring that kind of joy out of such turmoil. My focus for this is our definition of good. It's very different. This guy had a car crash to be told he had cancer. And it was good. It was God's plan, and it was good. God works in such wondrous ways. It is is really spectacular. The work he did on this bloke's life is just, for myself even, had made such an impact of the power of God working in us. But, Like I said before, as we saw last week, creation and mankind have been subject to pain and persecution. Some countries in really horrific ways. And yet what we need to understand in all of this is that God is working in such an amazing way to pan that, all of this suffering that we see towards the glorious day when Christ returns. That is what all this is for. If you don't believe that, you've got a pretty sad existence. <laughs> we move now to verse 29. For those, This is the first part, so bear with me here. For those God foreknew, He also predestined. Psalm 139.13 13 says, For you created me, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God knew every little detail about us before the creation. Not only that, but He he actually predestined us. If you listen to Derek and Jody's talk on this verse from yesterday, which is on the website, I have to make sure I tell you that because the podcast isn't working, so go to the website to listen to it. (laughs) Derek says... Uh, well, predestined means predestined. Do <laughs> you have a destiny that God set before you? I ask us all this question because I've often uh, debated this, this verse sometimes. But if God didn't predestine things, how can we trust Him? How can God be all knowing if He hasn't predestined things to already happen? I mean he'd be as clueless as we are. I don't know what's happening tomorrow. It would mean that God doesn't know what's happening tomorrow. He doesn't know what's happening the next, what's the next. He's he's having things come into his head the second it happens. But no, God, it says right here, clear as day. For those God foreknew, he also predestined. We can trust that God's plan is good. And we can take great joy in the freedom of actually being able to place our lives in someone's hand, who knows exactly what's going on. I can encourage you in that. God knows, He knows your heart. Trust in Him. For Steph and I, uh, we had a pretty big decision we were talking about recently. We didn't know which which way to go. We didn't know which option was right for us in this decision. We listed the pros and cons constantly <laughs> and debated, yeah, but this is good. No, no, maybe not. Oh, we've got to really consider this. The truth was, whatever decision we made, there was long-term effects regardless. In the end, we spoke to a bloke who we really deeply trusted. He gave us an answer clear as day and we trusted him and we followed it. After we put our trust in this guy and he gave us this answer, we were completely relieved. We felt that freedom of just that decision and that weight of having to make these huge decisions, being lifted and being able to just go, yeah, we trust this guy. Now, the crazy thing is, he's just a bloke. He's just any random old follower. So he could have definitely been wrong. (laughs) But... Contrary to this, we trusted Him. Now, for God, He is far more perfect and far more knowing and far more wise than this guy will ever be. And that's no offence to him, he's a wonderful dude, but God is just beyond anything. He knows the pros and cons of every situation he knows the consequences of everything but I know for myself and I know maybe for some of you I don't want to speak on your behalf I'm afraid to let go of the reins sometimes because I feel like my control is far better but the thing is if we're too afraid to trust God. Who, who are we trusting? We're putting trust in man. Sinful. <laughs> like, for myself, I see my own stupidity in it when I try and hold on the reins myself because I see every single day my shortcomings. The ways in which I've fallen short of that perfect, that perfect law of God that I could never fulfill myself. despite knowing exactly what God is like and how perfect He is, I choose not to trust Him. But what I want us all to understand here today is that there is a great freedom, there is an immense freedom in knowing that our lives have been predestined by God, predestined by a good, loving Father. Now, I ask now, what did he predestine us for? But it goes on to answer this, obviously, in the rest of the verse. We don't want to take it out of context. What did he predestine us for? To be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Now, Derek and Jody bought me quite a wonderful but really dense commentary on Romans for Christmas. And it's by a guy named Charles Cranfield, and I feel like he put it really well because I was like, "But what is it? What, what's the significance of Christ being the firstborn of many brothers and sisters?" Now, this is a great—he said here, "It was an order that His only begotten Son might not be alone in enjoying the privileges of sonship, but might be the head of a multitude of brothers and sisters." Of the company of those who in and through him have been made sons and daughters of God. How amazing that we have been predestined and our purpose is to be conformed to the image of Christ. For the sole purpose that we can enjoy the privilege and the glory of being sons and daughters with Christ in heaven. That is absolutely baffling to my brain. It shook me when I read that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. God's purpose for us is so that we can enjoy being His sons and daughters. There is just nothing greater, in my opinion, that no greater love than that, that despite the fact that we were sinners, God went, I want you to be my son. I want you to be my daughter. That is what I want for your life. Just absolutely baffling. We continue on for myself. Probably it was the the heaviest statements of, of everything. And those he predestined, he also called. We've already seen in verse 28 that God works for the good of those who have been called according to his purpose. So this is just reinforcing that. So not only were we chosen... From the beginning. But God has called us in order to help glorify. Well, not us help, but Christ through us. Or us through Christ, my bad. He has called us in order to glorify his kingdom. That is our purpose, to bring glory to God's kingdom. Through the power of Christ. Those he called he also justified that is through the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus, those he justified he also glorified. Now I spoke to Derek and Jody about this yesterday while well, it 's also in their talk. Uh, it was really significant that all of this is in the past tense. he has predestined, he has called he has justified. He has glorified, not he will predestine, that makes no sense. He will call, he will justify. No, he has done it. I want to be honest with myself here, and this is my, my own personal struggle with the holding on to the reins and whatnot. It's really hard to fit yourself into all that work. He has he is predestined, he is called, he is justified, and he is glorified it's really hard to fit well ned did a little bit in here and ned did that well over here ned might have done a bit of this i bluntly addressed myself yesterday saying i'm more like the blister god's done all this work and i've shown up at the end and gone oh good (laughs) it works all here now i'm just a pain (laughs) but it's probably not the best way to look at it but I show up when the work's all done. That's, that's kind of what we've done. We can't look at ourselves any other way because God has absolutely smashed it out of the park to the point where when we show up, we go, what else needs to be done, boss? Nothing. It's done. It's completely done. Paul is showing us here that there is nothing we can do to add to this. Nothing at all. God has accomplished all these things through Christ and the work of His Spirit. I need you to take confidence in that. I'm saying this more to myself as well. I don't want to target anyone here. I need to hear this myself more than anything. The work is is done. We can take courage in that and take joy in that. Enjoy being able to be sons and daughters of God and have the Spirit work in you. That is... An amazing calling over your life. Enjoy that. Now as we continue in our lives. To live in the spirit. Functioning in God's purpose. We actually are bringing glory to God. And yet through all of that God is. Bringing glory to us through what Christ did for us. There, there isn't actually anything more glorious for us as Christians. Nothing more glorious than for us to be able to live in a perfect worship of a loving Father. that is such a spectacular calling for our lives and each and every single one of us here has it to live in perfect worship of a perfect father praise God let's pray Father we just want to give you thanks that the work is done that your Holy Spirit is constantly working in us Interceding for us in our weakness and helping us to deepen that relationship with you. We thank you, Father, that you have called us to be sons and daughters, and we just, we're not supposed to feel worthy, Lord, but we just feel so unworthy of that calling to be able to enjoy the privilege of being your sons and daughters with Christ. We thank you for your saving grace and the love that you have shown. We pray that each day, Lord, we can trust you just a bit more. Let go of the reins just a bit more until we completely let go and give our lives completely to you, God. Trust in everything you are doing. Trust in your good plan. We are grateful for your love, Father. And we give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Rob, I'm not even going to try and stop yours. It's stopped. I'm just going to leave it there. It's going to keep recording stuff, Rob. So enjoy that editing.